everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Yo, yo, yo. Bright suns. Dark society. <laughs> What's going on, cuz? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going through like a little like Mando depression, you know? We'll talk about it. All right. All right. After we're done th- with this recording, I mean, we're kind of done with Mando for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are, sadly. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the finale today. But now we have Ahsoka to look forward to. It's so far is, away. It, I mean, it does seem like far away, but it's only August, so it's not, like, that bad. We do have May the 4th coming up. True. And we get new uh, visions, which is going to be very exciting. I'm very excited to watch those drop. I took a half a day off for May 4th. <laughs> I took half a day. So. I have a full day off. Nice, nice. Because mm-hmm. you're getting your tattoo, right? Yep. Oh, getting a tattoo. The tradition continues. I can't wait to see it. Have you decided officially what you're going to do yet? Or uh, I said Mando and Grogu on my arm. It was supposed to be Ezra on my leg with some Ooh. loath wolves. But Ooh. I said I wanted to wait until what we find out in Ahsoka before I go ahead I like and that. do like a... I mean, not that Full I think out like, Ezra thing, yeah, yeah, but because I think the artwork I have now is like a good mesh between live action and animated, so I, I wanted to kind of see what happens with Ezra in live action. I like that. No, I like that. That makes sense. I like that. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to see that one for sure. I know you said you might do Grogu inside IG twelve. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> Maybe one day that will. <laughs> it could be today. It could be that day. Who knows? Who knows? All right, kids, what you're here for is what we're going to talk about, the Mando season three finale. Ooh-wee, a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss uh, within the within the episode, then even within the Phantom, we have some things to talk about. But before we do all that fun stuff, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars Podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, and we talk about it. All right, Ange. So both of us had the day off <laughs> when Mando dropped. I was excited. I'm glad I took the day off because there was so much to talk about and to watch people react to. It was a lot of fun. So let's start as we always do. Overall thoughts, feelings, what you liked, what you didn't like. What were you, how did you view it, set the scene? What you got, cuz? All right, so I woke up, and I was going to wait until, like, I took Carmen to school and everybody was gone, and then I was going to sit down and, like, do, like, a a big watch. But then I was like, I just need to know what happens, right? I need to get my first watch (laughs) out of the way. So I watched it on my phone with my headphones in while I was, like, you know, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and doing stuff like that. And um, I was like... So no one's a spy, huh? <laughs> and I was like, man, do I feel foolish. <laughs> we all were fooled by the spies. I'm mad, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty mad about it. So after I watched the first one, I was like, okay. And then, you know, I did all my things and then I um, re- rewatched it. And I couldn't stay, like, locked in on it because I was so, like, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I fell into the trap of speculation 
and it got me and it got me we all so fell. bad. We all fell for it. It honestly. got me so bad and I hate that feeling. I wanted to stay away from that. I was so mad. <sighs> it it is something that we all jumped on, right? I mean, you and I talked about it in our previous episodes. I didn't want to. Remember? I, I even said I, I said, "Listen, you said armor was sus." I said, "I don't see it." But then everyone was on the spies pluralization agenda. And I was like, all right, I guess if it's got to be someone, it might be X, Y, Z. Right, right. And I, I don't know if you saw this, but a lot of people were saying that the spies title was actually a. And I don't know this verse, but it was a biblical reference to, I guess, 12. And again, I don't, I don't know it, so don't quote me on it, but. It's basically a story of the 12 whoever, again, sorry if I don't know the full details, but they were looking for, like, their, go back to their land or go back to their home and all this stuff. So it's more of basically what they're saying is the Mandalorians that were going, going to Mandalore were the spies. So they yeah. were actually the spies, you know, on Gideon, really, which I kind of dig. Again, they're... People have tweeted about it, so if you guys really want to, or I think there are probably articles about it. I think, uh, shout out Alex and Molly Damon. I think he did a video and answered that question. So if you really want good info, go watch them, 100%. Like, more details. But basically, it was more of a biblical reference, which I get. And everybody fell for it. Every Like, we all, everybody in the fandom, right? Everybody in the fandom was... Why is this plural? And I, I mean, you and I talked about it. I mean, I said it probably does, you know, like my whole thing was it could be the armor or it could just be, like we said, somebody from the Midwest just wanted to add plurals. <laughs> I mean, honest, I don't even think it was referring to Elijah Kane at all. I think it was truly I agree. just the reference of that biblical story of the right. Israelites, Israelites yeah, yeah, that yeah. were banished from their area and then went back, 12 of them went back to find out that their enemies had taken over their land, just like what happened in... Right. So... Oh. It was too deep. I guess it was too deep for us, for, for a lot of us. I mean, I, again, us, us included, man, we were on the whole... Who's a spy? What? Right. And I think you're totally right. I don't think it was even referencing like Kane or anything like that. Could you make an ar argument? Yeah, you could. I mean, obviously you can make an argument. I think you even talked about it too, Ange, last week about it was the Sith. Uh, it was the Shadow Council too, spies. So it could have been a lot. But I think that biblical reference is what it really was for. A hundred percent. And we all missed it. We all missed I also it. didn't like how... This situation has never came up before where a title or something that happened in the episode previously was going to pay like load or That's a really good point. It yeah, just yeah, never yeah. has the happened like that. It. Yeah. There yeah. and and titles have never been clues or anything like that. Never. Never. Most times I don't even pay attention to the titles. And then look what happens. Right. We you got su we got sucked in. We, we did. got trolled. I think it was it was Filoni and Favreau and the whole team. But like, oh. let's just put this title out there. Now I think you know what's gonna be funny. I think they're gonna go back to the writer's room and says, Okay, how simple could we make these titles now so it doesn't get out of control? 
<laughs> right? Like they're going to be like, let's just keep these real simple kids. Let's just keep the titles real simple and let's not go too far, uh, you know, beyond, beyond that. But no, I agree. Ange. I, we all got sucked in. I mean, we did. And it was, I mean, for a minute there it was fun, right? I mean, it was fun to speculate, fun to try to see who, who it was. I'm going to be honest. I, I did not have fun in that whole scenario. <laughs> I'm dead serious, Lauren. You know, I know, how I, I know. you know how I feel about all the speculation that went into the Rise of Skywalker. Right. And then right. it it ruined the experience. And that happened again. Like, I, I'm happy what happened, but it really messed with my mind. And I don't like feeling that way because... I've kind of trained myself into just enjoying what's being presented to me and not, uh, even though we do take deep dives, I'm not trying to like guess the ending and I don't want to be the person that says like, oh, look, I knew. I just, I just want to be along for the ride. And I feel like we got pushed into, into thinking that way and I couldn't get out of it because I was so used to, it was like, it was like an addict, right? Like literally, like it was like if someone were to put like, like it was just like I don't want to be that extreme had, about right, it. Right. But you no, I, I really it. fell back into my old behavior so quickly of saying, Oh yeah, remember this one time when Bo Katan didn't go go through the thing? Remember when she didn't cut a hole in at first? Like that's insane. But again, no, I get it. Like sometimes we we do go down those rabbit holes, right? I mean, I mean, you and I started, I mean, when we first started this podcast, a lot of it, we did a lot of that, right? Because it was fun back then. Yeah. But then it leads to disappointment. That's why I don't like doing exactly. it. And that's where I think you and I have, for the most part, we, we, we try to, we try, we do, we try to stay away from that type of stuff for sure. Because it does, like you said, it leads to a lot of things where our viewing changes, right? Our our expectations. And then we get, you know, again, these, all these different feelings come through when certain things that we feel should happen don't happen. Right. I mean, it's just, it's typical, typical fandom stuff. I will say this though. I was listening to a lot of our old podcasts coming up into this the finale because I wanted okay. to see like, okay. what were our uh, predictions what were our feelings like coming up to it and i was listening to our episode one recap our mando season three episode one recap and you said lauren the one who i believe always has insider information and won't fess up to it i don't i don't that what if mando takes up this parcel of land that grief Karga offers to him and him and Grogu end up living a peaceful life. Riding out into the sunset, and that's what they do. And that happened, and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, it's it. that's it. <laughs> it sometimes Lauren it's that simple. Is, Lauren is in the story group, obviously. That is so not true. <laughs> and if I wish I was, but no, I am A, I am not that smart enough to be in that writer's room. Again, and I was I was uh, talking to somebody else recently, and I even mentioned to them that like God, there's so much stuff that I miss all the time. I mean, honestly, there's so much like deep stuff. You know, there's so much deep themes and whatever that are said that go straight over my head. I mean, obviously, like this biblical reference stuff, right? That went over a lot of people's head, a hundred percent, right? But then 
you know, the, the person I was talking to made the point of, you know, that's kind of part of the fun is when you watch something, you listen to somebody else talk about it and you're like, oh, oh, dang. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Like it does help when you do listen to other people and other opinions and everything like that. Right. So it can be a good, bad thing. If that makes sense. And like it can be for sure. Yeah, it made sense that you just clearly changed the subject on you predicting the end of season three. I didn't change the subject. I have no insider information, man. I Bro, don't. I got home that one day and I played it for my mom. And my mom was like, oh, my God. I mean, you. It, but it means you think about it. There's a reason why they set that up in episode one, right? I mean, honestly. And Lauren? then they, they cover it through. I swear I have no insider information, Andrea. If any oh, of no. our listeners want to go back to episode 119 and go to the 45-minute mark, you can hear Lauren Romo at Low Row Low Row Nose predict the ending of season three. Granted, you did say series finale. This would how how the series would wrap up, but you straight up predicted the end of season three. Again, it just, for me, sometimes, it, I, I sometimes, sometimes I get lucky. I do. Episode so, 119. There you go, kids. Look it up. 45-minute <laughs> mark. <laughs> but again, it, I think it made sense for a series. Honestly, I, I mean, for a series, that would have made sense for me. For a season three, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is the way they went. Like, I was even a little bit surprised that this is how they went. Down me too season three so go, go ahead any more thoughts feelings what else you got for this how did how did you feel lauren tell me i liked it again i think it and you said even last week you were like i think it's gonna hit the ground running and it did we jumped right into the action and from start to finish i feel like it was it was action-packed right it was really really the, good the action was outstanding it was perfect it was great yeah no the action was great the music was good. A lot of great, you know, shots visually. It was a good ending. I, I was surprised. Again, the only thing that surprised me was how how it kind of really felt like, and people have mentioned this before, or have mentioned this in their reviews and talking, that, like, it feels like almost a series finale, right? It doesn't just feel like a season. It really yeah. does feel like a, a, a series finale, right? I mean, does that... Is that a weird feeling for you or do you do you see that as well? No, I mean that's the way I I felt and it's it's kind of funny. It's almost like how we predicted the bad batch would end this season of like everything comes together and our heroes are put into a good place and the it's open for the story to continue but if it ended here it would be fine. Right. And that's and then in the last two episodes of the bad batch that totally flipped. And then as you're watching Mando season three, you're thinking, man, we're kind of like going all over the place. This could go anywhere and we could keep going forever. And then all of a sudden they put us in this place where we're like, oh, well, I guess that could be it. All right. But also could lead to a lot of things, though, too. Right. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was definitely like an ending of this book. You know, like this book is exactly exactly. It's the end to this chapter. Right. This this part of the story. I just about agree, but they left it open to where, okay, like you said, if we see them pop up, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? Oh, okay, this is what they're doing now. Okay, I can see that. Like, they left it open to where we can go back to these characters, and there will be more adventures, 
right? Because they set it up that way. It's kind of interesting. It, it's almost like they did it in a trilogy format, you know, like with the three Ooh, that's seasons. That's a good point. That's a really like, good point. There was like an intro, there was a middle of conflict, and then there was an end to it. So you got to wonder that maybe we could get three more seasons out with a with a fresh new set of obstacles that they have to go through. So that's I a mean, really it, good it point. is. I think it's hard for people in Star Wars not to go the route of three. I just, I just think it is. It feels like it's a tradition, right? Like, yeah, it just feels like Star Wars is meant to to flesh out a story in in three in in a trilogy sense. No, I agree. I mean, it it's and that's kind of how George always viewed it, right? These serialized adventures where it is kind of, you know, a beginning, middle and end, like it just makes sense. And it fits Star Wars, really, to be all in, in all honesty. I think I 100% agree with you. It does feel, and I didn't even think of it that way, of it being a trilogy, right? Season one was the was that intro, the, the conflict in the middle, resolution at the end. I liked it. It worked. It worked for me, too. I think this fits. And then if they do see, well, I mean, we do know that, according to Favreau, he has written season four. So this isn't, as fans, right, as deep fans, we know this isn't the end as maybe the general fandom or like the general, like our, like my mom, your mom, my dad, all that. Like they could be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is wrapped up. So then when they do come back from season four, it'd be like, Oh, it's back. You know? So like you could, I, I can see why they did it this way and it fits. It really does. And you even called it, you called it insider about it being 38 minutes and it was 38 minutes. I so, saw a tweet. Well, see, there you go. You still have insider information. No, so I don't. Who, who's the insider, Andrea? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, it was, and like you said, it was action-packed. Beginning to end, boom, 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 man. We did not waste any time. We got right into it, and it was great. And I loved how they constructed it. I loved the resolution of everything. It was very, very good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And any final thoughts before we kind of deep dive into the good stuff around here? No, I am ready to deep dive. Okay, so let's deep dive. Let's—I mean, let's just obviously start off for for Gideon, his backstory now, and like the master plan. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I think a lot of us. I think you and I talked about it in previous seasons. People are talking about it. How the cloning was maybe looking to the future of like Snoke's looking to the future of, you know, obviously with Palpatine returning. But no, dude, and I like how they were just like, it is kind of setting that up, right? But his whole master plan, Gideon's master plan, was cloning himself and giving him the one thing he never had, and that was the Force. I liked it. And I think this is, again, you can even connect what he's doing to those future stuff, right? Like, of course they were cloning. They, you know, because Palpatine, this is what Palpatine wanted to do, right? We know Brendel Hux. We know he's part of this new uh, plan that they mentioned. Project Necromancer. Project Necromancer. That they wanted, you know, his whole thing was cloning, right? So for Gideon to be the one and to even to tell Hux in the previous episode, like, cloning's your thing. Super lying, obviously. His whole thing was cloning himself, and because he wanted the force, you know. So, how, 
how did you feel about that reveal about it being all about him and him being like the the selfish you know the, a, a selfish person which uh, again fits fits empire fits imperial you know to a t but what are your thoughts feelings on that whole big reveal for you yeah it completely fits george's message of selfishness and self-centeredness is yep. is the root of all evil and if you want to live a good life be selfless so um and then it was just like we talked about in the last episode like delusions of grandeur for him to think that he is the best part of those of those suits like that he was the missing element give me a break man right. you're old you're old bro how <laughs> is putting you in one of those suits a good idea you're old right no i agree i agree it was interesting though right because it fits i think this like you're saying this part of star wars like we're following this story and yeah it'd be fun right and it'd be fun to connect it to snoke and all that stuff but i was okay with it not going that route right be i'm okay with it not going that route because it did name drop it it name dropped project necromancer in the episode before so you do know that there are threads moving up to the sequel trilogy and it's with brendel hux which his son armitage hux is in the sequel trilogy so we're moving along in in that thread up over in that way and then this one is dots, right. this one is is different but the same right it's connecting it in a different way but it's still an overall arching kind of lore touching yeah i I agree. I loved it. I, I think Gideon is a very interesting character. I like what uh, Giancarlo Esposito has done with it. Now, here's here's some, you know, again, fun, fun, fun discussion here, Ian. So you were going to say speculation. I was going to say speculation. And then you were like, that word triggers Adrian, no. <laughs> so I can't say it. I've acted up a little bit. <laughs> but a lot of people have said that obviously in the first two seasons, again, this is this is where it gets all weirdo. Yeah, this is where we go, you know. <laughs> right. This is where it goes. But we'll 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 dance around it. We'll have some fun with it. But obviously in the episode, we see him engulf in flames, right? So hey, I want to talk to you about your, you know, about that. Do you think he's, you know, do you think he's really gone and all that stuff? And then a lot of people again have brought up this idea of then the first two seasons he had like a mustache you don't see that in this season again now i don't want to go too far down the rabbit yeah. hole yeah yeah but okay so but your overall thoughts as far as is he gone do you think he's gone do you feel like he will return or is this is truly the end of his of his run your thoughts give me what you got initial watch gone right okay I was like okay He's gone. They defeated him. And I think maybe the way the story like ended with them celebrating Mandalore, being in the living waters, and then Grogu and uh uh Din Grogu out on, on their Grogu. little um lawn chairs. Uh <laughs> there's so many that. lawn chairs in this up in this season, there you know? Really I thought it, it Gideon didn't even cross my mind. But then like rewatching it, I was like, oh, I really need to pay attention when he goes down, how he actually is. Is it like for real and for for sure he's done? And um, I was like, it's Star Wars, you know, like. 
and that and then I started thinking, oh, that might not even be him. That could be a clone. But then I I it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around that like the the main person and the clones, like that the main person I would think is superior to the clones, regardless. Okay. And that has all the individual thoughts and plans. Like I couldn't imagine the clones having the same mindset as Gideon and knowing the plan and being able to orchestrate what's going on and, and speak to that. So that's why I assume the one that Mando was fighting and Bo-Katan was fighting was the original Moff Gideon, not a clone. No, I, and I, I, I agree with you. I think I'm on that camp as well, where I think it was Gideon. Like true, true Gideon, because it just feels like his line of, you know, you basically when Mando, you know, destroyed all those clones, he was like, you didn't even let them take a breath. So that kind of again, that line kind of sells me as that being the original one. Again, the mustache, you know, the mustache, no mustache thing again. Fun, right? Fun, fun to talk about. But I don't obviously I I I I'm with you. I don't think it really will result in anything. Cause honestly, I don't know if they really think. Not that they don't, but I don't think they really go that deep with it. If that makes sense, Ange, like to do the twisty twisties. Like I don't. Star Wars hasn't really been about that, right? It hasn't been about big big twists. Like, ooh. well, I think we have the availability of other villains to where we don't need to hold on exactly. to Gideon for so long. Ray Sloan, where are you? And we know Thrawn's coming, right? So it kind of makes sense that we're shifting to that now for me. But I don't, yeah, I, I don't think he's gone. And I think a big reason is because the armor that he's wearing, right? The armor is really, and you hear it in the episode, is very robotic. Right. So it's very um was it the Death Troopers that we saw in season two? Yeah. It's very like that it's basically he took that and put it on himself. Right. And we know from that that when Mando was fighting that one by himself and he was like flaming it, it did absolutely nothing. So that's why for me I'm like, I, I think he's I think he's alive. I do. I think he's alive. Which I'm okay with. Like if he is, if that's like the you know, the season four, we're still dealing with him. I'm okay with it, honestly, because I think that still fits for me. Like, I can see that, right? Like you're saying, in Star Wars, is anybody truly gone? Sometimes no. Sometimes no. So it works for me. But anything else, though, Ange, on Gideon, um, overall, any other thoughts, opinions? What you got? Uh, I loved the suit, and I loved the fighting. I loved the, the mech noises. I, I loved the superpowers that he had because of the suit. and. Um, I I loved all of that. I didn't even realize, like, when he crushed the Darksaber, I was like, how the hell? But then, like, to rewatch and hear all those little, like, add-ins of, of the suit activating, then I was like, okay, I, I get it now. But I, I loved all that. He's a, he was a great villain. Um, I loved his, his uh, dialogue with Bo-Katan. You know, it was so relaxed, like he's done this before and he's about to just take her out again. It it was it was really good. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I like that. The fight between him and Bo was great. Like you're saying, he had some really good lines. And like that's a really good call about him being calm. He felt like right, I don't think he felt like he was ever in trouble at all. 
And then, you know, he had the three Praetorian guards, right? Which I want want to talk about that real quick because we're in this area of, you know, bad guys. How did you feel about the use of the Praetorians in this uh, episode? Did you feel like they kind of, like, did you think that they were going to die? Did you think, like, that Mando, you know, Din Djarin would be able to defeat them with Grogu? Did you think they kind of, not wasted them, but like not showed their full potential? Or how did you feel about the whole Praetorian of it all? Yeah, I definitely think they have overused them. And okay. Okay. because I felt like they were, and I don't want to sound like one of those gatekeeping fans where like they were special and they meant something and they were the ones that protected the emperor and they shouldn't be passed along. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying like there was this element of, mystery behind them and what they were capable of doing and and now that's kind of gone because we've seen them well we saw them defeated in the sequels but rightfully so by two very well experienced force users but now we see them defeated by a mandalorian and a force user so it's like if i see them come up on screen again well i think like oh man that you you're not getting through that no i actually will think like oh this cakewalk we've done this before so i feel like it was somewhat overused um i kind of the way they took out paz was was impressive but it does make sense for them to come back and and be a part of moff gideon's defense um so it, i mean it was okay but i feel like they're just kind of you know they are a little weakened to me now. No, that's fair. No, and that's kind of where I go with it a little bit too. Um, I you could make an argument for for me anyway that if it was just Mando versus those three, maybe he could do. A, I mean, obviously he did a little bit better than Paz. Again, fair, you know, unfair to Paz where he literally like was probably tired as all heck after what he did. So again, kind of fair, unfair comparison, but the way that Din fights compared to Paz, I think that's why he was able to maybe last long. But I think if it was just those three versus Mando, I kind of still give it to them based on just a, the weaponry and two, just obviously sheer numbers. Yeah. But you throw in a force user, just like you said, Ange, that's the key. Right, you you throw in a force user. That's the key to I think being able to defeat them. Does that make sense? I think that that works for me on a level because, like you said, and we've seen to, it before. to me, I always expected them to have force capabilities and Ooh, okay to see them fight three separate times now and them not really demonstrate force capabilities. Then I'm like, okay, like why are these ones picked to be the protectors or the high end protectors of the emperor and the imperial elite like if they can't even use the force like what makes them a big deal and i always assumed that they were like they were fallen jedi or they were you know ex-inquisitors or or something but that's just my head canon that's me speculating but um i having fun having fun in fun but I always assumed that they had an edge, and I guess not. Maybe just their, 
I don't know. And, and this could be early because this is kind of a newer Praetorian, right? Because these are Praetorians, like these guys we see in the sequels, right? Things could change. I mean, we do know in Rebels, in the season four, when Ezra sees and talks to the, you know, the image of Palpatine, he, or was it, it could have been Thrawn, but I, I remember clearly that they did mention when Ezra brings down that piece of the temple, that when he uses the force on the three guards, there were in red. I don't know if they were Praetorian. I can't remember if that was explicit. I would assume that they were. Where Remember, he force pushed them, but they didn't really, like, they, they didn't give as much. Because I vaguely remember something mentioned about their armor was maybe able to resist that. I, again, I, I had to rewatch Rebels, as I do all the time. But I thought there was something in there like that. So maybe, kind of like you're saying, Ange, maybe they evolve, right? They, the armor's better. The weapons, obviously, are way better as they as they move forward. So it kind of makes sense. And to be fair, though, too, if there are a bunch of Praetorian guards, right, you would think they would have probably have the best ones with, say, the higher leadership. But because Gideon was just kind of small potatoes in the Shadow Council's mind, right? Yeah, true. Maybe they gave him like the the okay ones. I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> Is that silly? Does that make sense to you? Like, yeah, they can take uh, Chuck and Stan and uh, Bob, yeah. Roger, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Right, exactly. Like maybe they just gave him the, the runts of the litter, so to speak. Again, maybe stupid headcanon, but that's kind of where I go with it. But they are still very cool looking. And their helmets, though. I really noticed in this episode their helmets were more Mando and ish or more um, closer to like a First Order kind of look. I yeah. like them. I really like the armor, like the whole get up. I liked it. I liked it a lot. They're still very cool looking for sure. 100%. So according to Wikipedia, those are three royal guards uh, and that they use their force pikes to lift Ezra in the air. Okay. Okay. Did they say anything about their armor being like resistant? Because I do, I don't know why that shot of him doing like the force, but then, I mean, they got pushed back a little bit, but not like fully like you would usually see. But may, again, maybe that could be completely I'm making that up in my own head or whatever, but that's kind of what I remember from that. There's that, a lot of info of them on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, it makes sense that, again, as they evolve, right, they maybe up their, up their weaponry, up their armor to be able to fight these force users, right, that they, that they started coming across. I don't know. That's just... That's how I see it, and I think that it works for me on a lot of levels, for sure. But yeah, I, again, Gideon overall loved him. I loved his 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 armor it was great. It was black, sleek looking, like you're saying, Andrea. It had those like the 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 robot kind of noises to it, very similar to the Death Troopers and all that. It was really good stuff. Really good stuff. Any final thoughts on Gideon, Praetorian Guards, anything else like that, Ange, before we uh, move on? No, good. Okay, all right. Kids, let's move on. Let's have some more fun. 
And what are what else are we gonna talk about? Obviously, let's talk about the main characters: Mandalorian, Din Djarin, and Grogu. Their connection, their you know, the father son of it all. It's so good, and it really showed this episode. You know, we start with Mando being able to escape from the commandos, which kind of makes sense because they're kind of like weak sauce, like stormtroopers. So, and, and you can really tell like how the training is for real Mandalorians, right? And that was kind of a really cool thing to to see. Where, yeah, you know, you can tell Dinjarin grew up with like you know the, the children of the watch the training of being a true mandalorian and that these guys were just giving arm were just given this armor right and they were you know they didn't really know how to how to use it to the best of their abilities but din easily gets away with the help of grogu who by the way like we see leaves with when bogatan last episode opens you know gets some everybody out we see him run out. Did anybody like make sure they had an eye on him? Because then he obviously makes a sharp right and goes for Din. He does what he wants. Fair, yeah, true. So like nobody was like checking on him, and like Bo was like, "Oh crap, where'd he go?" Like again, silly like goofy stuff. But again, I how it plays out was great. Of course he would. Of course he would go to help Din. Right? I mean, it makes sense. And then his and then Din's little speech of like we have you know. Like, you have to be brave. We have to end this, right? If Gideon is not defeated, this will never stop. And then just Grogu giving, like, the nod. Not hitting the yes button, which they could have, right? But I think that would have been just a cheap, like, not a throwaway line, but I don't think the 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 emotion would have been there, but the emotion of him just shaking, you know, like, agreeing, that was perfect for me. I really loved that. And again, that the fight sequence between him going to each commando um, after the R5, you know, raises the shields. Loved all that. That was a great fight sequence. Loved all that. And then him fighting Gideon for a little bit was great. And then him, him and Grogu with the Praetorian guards. It was all good stuff. Again, it is now Din Grogu. He has officially adopted. And now it is Din Grogu and we at the very end they are chilling on Navarro happy ending right a very a very Star Warsy happy ending right like a new hope like hey we won but there's more to come right we know there's more to come so and your overall thoughts opinions on you know the din and Grogu of it all the moments that stuck out with you what you got let's talk about it I loved every time um grogu did like a little slide action oh know? yeah that was great it was so good um yeah i you know that that was another thing that kind of like threw me for a loop when din got out so quickly and grogu was right there because you know we all expect it had not all of us had speculated <laughs> That maybe, oh, Din was going to get put in a mind flare or Gideon was going to take his helmet off. And, oh, now Grogu has, you know, the son has to save the father. Like, all of that seemed, like, really um, fun to experience. And it just kind of, like, we moved through that so quickly. So it was kind of like, oh, he's 
saved. But honestly, that's how this whole season has gone. So, like, we thought we were going to spend almost an entire season looking for an IG uh, part and that we were going to, he was going to take a long time to bathe in the waters. And, like, it all happened, like, very quickly. So, just, you know, I think it was fine that the way it happened because, again, those those guards can't stand to to din. No, yeah, and, the commandos are terrible. Right. Yeah, and then to have... Grogu along with him was really great um yeah I just love that he doesn't like waver away from action and and trouble like he goes after it and oh my god that one time when he got really mad at Gideon and he made that mean face oh oh loved it well when Grogu was like hitting the no button when the tour showed up in his angry face that was so good (laughs) I loved it so much it was so good um so it's just a, like a really good feeling of their relationship that they have and they've continued to to keep that. And I know a lot of people are like, what is this whole like adoption thing that happened at the end? Everybody knows that that was his son and he was his dad. So many people had said your dad. So many people have said your kid, you know, throughout the entire series, not even just this season. But I think there's something really special in like commemorating it and making it official um, and then everyone recognizing it in a group. And so I thought that that was really special as well, too. The name thing I didn't like. I will bitch about the name thing for a really long time because at first I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like Din is his family name and it's placed at the beginning kind of like how like they do it in South Korea or other Asian. Right. Um, right. right. Like it's like, you know, like Kim Namjoon, Kim Sokjin, Kim Young. you know? Right. It's the first, yeah, last. So last it's like Din Grogu, Din Jaren. But what about Boba Fett and Django Fett and Bo-Katan Kreese and Satine Kreese? Like. Well, I wonder if it's just specific for that covert. Like, again, the Children of the Watch, maybe it's. So then Ragnar that? is like Paz Ragnar? I, that Not again. Ragnar Vizla? Again, that no, that's a good point. That's a good point. That 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 is a that's one that would be tricky to understand. Right. It was very tricky. So I'm kind of you. weirded out by that. Um, but it's whatever. It it shows that they're, you know, a clan of two, like they were told that they they're were. They're true family now, right? Yeah. So, but it just didn't make sense to me. It didn't line up with the rest of the Mandalorians, but that happens a lot, right? We knew Mandalorians took their helmets off. And then when we first started watching the show, they're like, we don't take our helmets off. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah, you do. So I don't know. But uh, I even like that grief, like recognized that he was Din Grogu. That was pretty cute because even at the beginning of the season, grief was like, yeah, like I'm not calling him Grogu. (laughs) Or if you say so. Right. Yeah. Same Sprogu. Oh, grief. So. so, overall, it was a great way to end this chapter of their lives and to move along to being um, a family unit and a, a team going forward, you know? I don't think we're going to go back and forth with, like, oh, one gets taken away from the other one. And and I just don't think we're going to go that route anymore. I feel like we've gone through those struggles. And I think going forward, we're just going to get to see 
how they interact with each other and and adventures yeah and do adventures yeah no I, i'm with you I, I i that's where i hope it goes is just this is where this adventure happy now right because as the armor said now you must go on your journeys as you did so now that's why again that kind of gives the out of that's why he's not staying on mandalore right because now he has a new purpose he has to go through the journeys as he did with Grogu now. So that's cool. And I like how he's going to work on a uh, independent contractor. An independent contractor. I love it. Works for me. Again, that works for the story. It works for, again, now season four could kind of go back to the roots of what the first season and first two seasons were of the adventures right the week-to-week episodes of adventures but having a bigger storyline in the background right which is great and i'm excited for that one of the bigger moments for me was obviously grogu um holding the fire great shot great again good stuff yeah Yeah, again rebels fans gave us canaan vibes 100 percent. you know and you can see again in that moment where it's becoming easier for him to do things and he doesn't get as tired quickly as he used to, right? He did sit down immediately, but he had been doing a lot of stuff. He didn't need prior a nap. No, right, right. He didn't he didn't need a nap right away. And even when he was running away from the Victorian guards, like hopping around, loved it. Like I as yeah. silly as it was, I loved it. I loved it, it so too. Cool. I love that he was like enjoying himself that he didn't feel he like kinda he kind of giggled, didn't he? At, yeah. Like a moment. Yeah, that he didn't feel like he was completely in in danger. That was cute. Yeah, again, all good stuff. You mentioned it, the little slide that he does, just like his, you know, as Mando and Bo do. It's good stuff, man. It really was. It Fun, these two characters are, again, the heart and soul of the show. And I know a lot of people could, you know, are saying, you know, it, it this season wasn't about Din. It was about Bo. Here's what I would say. I would say this. Without Din Djarin, and people have said this before, so this isn't like an original thought for me, but people have said like, without Din Djarin, Bo is probably still at her castle and or dies, right? Being bombed. Without yeah. Din Djarin, the armorer and that whole covert are still on that planet. Without Din, those two factions of bo and you know all of you know um axe woes and cuss greaves and then you know the armors clan they don't help each other din is a very important part of the story guys like yeah did we follow and maybe focus on Bo? yeah but again without din doing what he does things don't happen right he is kind of that person that brought them together yeah, you could argue, obviously, Bo did it, right? I mean, Bo was, the armor chose Bo to to bring them together. But without Din, though, she doesn't get pushed to do that, right? Without yeah. Din, she is still sulking on in her castle. So, yeah, it, yeah, Din is still important, guys. It didn't just get washed away. This is more of a bigger story, right? This season was more of a bigger story, bigger, bigger overall stakes. Was that is that fair to say with Grogu and Din? Like it's it wasn't just them; it was bigger. It was a bigger picture of it for me for this season. How do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I never had this entire season. I never had the problem with the story centering around Bo because Din was always there with her, like lockstep. So I, it wasn't like the book of Boba Fett where we had episodes where Boba Fett wasn't even in the episode. It wasn't like that. Fair, fair. It was still Din moving along on the path with Bo Katan, and you were still contemplating on whether who was gonna going to be the person to bring them together which which one was it going to be and then there was tons of amazing grogu moments i think in this season just completely amazing grogu moments stuff that like took us by surprise um so i just didn't see it i i don't know i guess that's just the way tv is to me like if a show's main character takes the sideline for a season I don't mind it. I it's almost expected. You're building off of of the story, so I don't know. Yeah, no, and I agree because the first again, I get it, right? I mean, the first two seasons were very Mando and Grogu, right? That's what the stories were being told as. This was more of a bigger picture, setting up. I think things moving forward now, right? But now again, they they they. They are on Navarro and they're a little hut. Now they can do adventures just like they were doing in the first two seasons. And that's good. And that's fine. And then we get IG-11 back as the new Marshall. Very cool, but still kind of sad. I liked Grogu in IG-12. Fair. Fair. I mean, it was fun. But right? I like now that 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 part of the story is kind of closed off as well too because everyone was like oh maybe din should be the marshal for for grief no he has one now we're good and again you brought it up earlier we wrapped up that very early thread of having to find the replacement like so we can do so we can get ig11 back right right we found that at the uh adelphi um, hang out with an old assassin droid ig assassin droid works good cool all right i like it like wrap it all up i think that's what it feel it felt like they were just kind of wrapping things up from previous seasons and now season four can be totally all right what's going to be new right what adventures are we going to go on now and i think that's more exciting and i think that's exciting that we get to experience it with those two characters right yeah maybe we'll go to mandalore one time Maybe we go to Navarro one time. Maybe we go here and there. Like, we, you just don't know, right? Especially when he's trying to root out the remnants, right? There's a lot of that going around. So he, there's going to be a lot of ventures to do, for sure. What I mean, anything else you want to bring up between those two at all? No, I wonder, like, in the future, like, so when we get into season four, Will we not go back to Mandalore? Will that like only be like a special occasion? Will we see a Bo Katan spinoff? Will I mean, how do how do we finish up that story and the struggles that they go through? Um, I think it would be a little disappointing to just have Din go back there and everything's rebuilt, right? And all of that. So I, I kind. I kind of wonder, like, what's the future going to be for Bo and the armor and Axe Woves and, and the Darksaber and all of that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and speaking of that, let's just jump into our, you know, Bo Mando threadline through this episode. Big stuff, right? 
You just mentioned it. We lost the dark saber, or did we? We'll talk about that. We, you know, just the aerial shots of the Mandos, the fighting. My God, that was like cinematic stuff, man. Oh my God, it was so so good. And then again, Bo facing kind of her past, but then realizing that you know what? Yeah, this dark saber meant so much. But because of Din, right? Din, because of the previous episode, Din says, that doesn't matter to my people. What matters is character and your loyalty, right? And in that great moment of when, you know, she, you know, Gideon takes her helmet off, he breaks the Darksaber, and he's like, you know, you have failed. She's like, Mandalorians are stronger together. And then in, in comes Din. I mean, it's again, that's really, really powerful stuff. So, again, the the overall aesthetics that they did for this, you know, again, 38-minute episode, talk about jam-packed action. And you can see where I think a lot of the special effects went into this part of the season because, my oh my, that was, some of those shots were just absolutely amazing, like, Talk about seeing it in animation, right, And We've seen this stuff. You know, it reminds me, again, I'm always going to bring up Rebels. It reminds me of Rebels when Sabine and Ezra uh, are getting away in season four. And that whole, like, fighting sequence, oh, it was so it was so good. But seeing it in live action just, just hits different. <laughs> it really different. So talk to me about, you know, again, those scenes, Bo-Katan's, you know, again, losing the Darksaber. But then at the end, she gets to light the forge on Mandalore and bringing, you know, and everybody's there, Mandalorians, right? Didn't matter if it was her faction or from the covert, from the children of the watch, they had a whole group of Mandalorians together. So your thoughts on all that. I feel like that moment where you hear the armor say, Lady Bo-Katan Kreese, your reinforcements are here. I mean, so good. (laughs) Such a good, such a good moment. And then, oh, like, to see them come out of the drop ship and the armor's, like, with them. Oh, it was so freaking awesome. Like, I could watch that over and over again. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And 100%. then, like, Bo saying, like, let's go take our planet back. Like, yes, yes. Talk about, like, fist pumping, like, feel-good moments, like, right there. And them flying together, pulling out the Darksaber, like, we, that's, it was so Star Wars animation, but in live action, and all those, those shots of them just, like, sliding in, and, and the armor hitting with her hammer, and Bo with the, with the Darksaber, oh, it was so good, and that, that moment where they're all, like, converging on each other, uh, I, I was thinking, like, have we ever seen that in a Star Wars live action? Like, a legit, like, battle scene where they're all just, like, coming in and then, like, have that moment of, like, crushing each other? Like, it was so... I don't think we have, yeah. I don't, I don't think, we, think have. we have. It was so, like, Braveheart. It was so Game of Thrones. It was, like, so freaking awesome in the air with Mandos. Like, it was so freaking good. Like, I that, loved it. That one, that one uh, POV of the Commando... Right in the beginning, and you're seeing him, and then you see the armor come and just whack him with the hammer. It was so good. Oh, those shots. Yeah. Go ahead. What else you got, though? Oh, it was so good. And then, you know, to go through all the steps of defeating Gideon and then to get back onto Mandalore where everyone is together, you know, Ragnar standing next to uh, Axe Wolves. 
um, Bo's lighting the the forge uh when axe screams out for mandalore like it was like gave me the chills it was such a feel-good moment and it's like that moment you forget that they had differences and you you come to the realization that like they're gonna be all right and they're gonna they're gonna have problems going forward but at least they're like to this moment and they're they came together so it was just all around just awesome i'm glad no one was a traitor in that moment i'm glad no one was a spy i thought axe wolves was like next to r5 like the mvp of the episode oh, you 100%. Know, yep. Yep. the way he just like flew up onto that that light cruiser and kicked everybody off like it, it had its moments of like what is he about to do but like when you knew what the ending was you're like man that that was a huge moment for him and then the fact that he shot that window out and dropped out of the ship was really great because i would have hated for him to be um like a sacrifice or something like that i didn't think it would it, it's nice that he's gonna be there with with Bo and the rest of the night owls so just all around like all of that was like so feel good so happy so like yes this is what i'm here for this is what i always expected this season to be and i'm so glad that we're finally getting to witness it so i loved it i thought it was awesome yeah it's just that action-packed right i mean even from the very beginning we we start with Bo running down the hallways right her and uh casca and then i think it was casa puts like the uh the little mine bomb or whatever on the rock and that little shot of Bo like using her jetpack to like jump oh that was just yeah, so it good was so quick but it was so good yeah and it, the one thing i really liked too was we had that small moment, just like you said, right before the armor says, you know, your reinforcements have arrived, which was, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments. You had that moment where they are in like this beautiful, like jungle, not jungle, but like this greenery and come to find out Mandalore can grow just like the, the one survivor guy said, he's like, you know, Bo was like, I didn't even know this was possible. He's like, if you let it grow, it can happen. So again, will that set up? And I hope so us going back there, right? Again, I'm kind of with you. I, I kind of want to watch the, the growth of it, but if we don't, that's fine. But just to like go back there and then to see it kind of like getting back, right. And to start seeing growth on the planet again. That's going to be really cool to see, you know, and again, for the Mandalorians who take back Mandalore, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And the repercussions of it, I think, for the this part of the remnants, right? Because even in that previous episode, they were like, that's going to hinder our plans. If the Mandalorians have Mandalore back, that is going to completely, you know, screw us over. So now that they have, now it's like, all right, let's see that. Let's see what happens. And I, the, 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 the symbolic of the dark saber being broken, you know, that's huge. I think it, it's huge in the way of it being the symbol that really, honestly, if you, you know, looking back on it and people have said this again, this isn't original for me or anything, but it's almost like, you know, the dark saber was a thing that really truly divided the Mandalorians, right? And for it to be broken, it's almost like it had to be broken for them to come together. 
you know what and i like that i love that type of storytelling where it's like this this thing right that meant so much to a culture but it's broken but it actually is a better it's better for it because now it's not somebody's not going to be trying to take it away from Bo or take it away from whoever right they are now truly united under the mandalorian way not just one way but the mandalorian overall kind of you know we are stronger together kind of flag that Bo has i think you know planted now i loved all that and your thoughts on that kind of dark saber that whole broken do you feel like it could come back or do you want to see it back like kind of what's your thoughts on that i feel like it could come back Yes, I would want to see it back just because I think it's a cool weapon. Yes, 100%. Um, it's, it's just it's very unique in Star Wars. I think it deserves to stay in Star Wars, but I don't think it needs to have the meaning, meaning of if you have this, you're the ruler or anything like that. So um, I would have liked for Bo to make that decision on her own Kind of like I would have. I like that. I would have liked to like did not to give it to her that they could have just had an open conversation about like, yo, this isn't important, you know, but to just keep passing it along. But I think it's something worth honoring and I think it's something worth having. So I don't know, maybe if the armor can reforge a new plating for it i don't know and kind of puts it together i mean i don't know how that works i like that i like that a lot maybe it's a team effort yeah yeah but reforging it to mean to have a different meaning like you're saying right yeah that it's not like oh i have it i'm ruling no it's it's more of a legacy like because it is still a big part of mandalorian culture yeah it's huge i mean for was it pre was it pre Vizsla? I can't remember the which Vizsla was. No, it was the Wait. original the, the original Jedi. Right, yeah. I can't was I can't remember his first their first name, but it was a Vizsla. Right, they were the first Jedi Mandalorian, so that was huge. And then they obviously stole it for a purpose, right? Because they they respect their their culture. Because things like that is very important to them. It it would have been nice for it would be nice for it to be a symbol that ties those two groups together. I love that. Um, and that's to me, I think, what it should have always represented. But um, so it would be nice if it could get reforged. It's more of a symbol of togetherness. Um, Mandalorians are stronger together, and with the help of others. So maybe we could eventually get there. If it doesn't show up again, yeah, I'll be a little disappointed. Um, because again, it's it's just a great weapon. It's visually stunning. It's um, I like it. So yeah, and just because the hilt is destroyed doesn't mean the the kyber crystal is destroyed. Obviously, as we know. So yeah, I would. And I'm hundred percent with you. I want it to be reforged, but have a new meaning and for it to be more of a uniting symbol now than a dividing symbol, you know? And and I think that's what Bo, I think Bo's whole thing was always, you know, she wanted Mandalorians to stop fighting each other, right? She's been saying that for a long time now. And now that I think she realizes that maybe the Darksaber didn't have to be a part of that plan, 
I think it's big. It's big for her. It's big for Mandalorian culture. And it's great that the armor is 100% like with, I think, with Bo in a lot of ways now, right? Like they know they have to be together to to survive. Yeah, they're together. Like together, together. Hey, <laughs> I'm not mad at that ship. Hey, cool. I like it. That's what the else? best ship yeah. out there, honestly. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But again, we know though in the living waters, little Grogu connected. I feel like your thoughts connected with the um with the sword. Yeah, I felt like that was like a little reminder for us, like, hey, don't forget, there's still big plans for for Mandalorians and and Mandalore, and with Grogu involved is kind of how i felt that what that was doing so you've been calling you've been on that train for a very long time about i'm gonna Grogu stay on that train one. i'm with and i'm i think i'm I'm jumping on board with you i think it would be cool for him to be the one right yeah i think it makes sense because who was do we know who the last one to ride the mythosaur was it the the vizsla that was the jedi I don't even I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't think that story has been told. I don't think that song has been written. Ooh. I like that. Because maybe that will be the new the new song that is written. Is Grogu, you know, being able to to tame and ride that thing. That'd be cool. I'm with it. I'm with all of it. I loved it. I loved all the Mando stuff. Again, the dark saber of it all. I would be like, I'm with you, Angie. I'd be disappointed if we don't see it again. Because it's, it's just a cool looking freaking lightsaber. Like. It is awesome. And I and I want like honestly, that's one of those to have displayed, like, you know, there's certain lightsabers I would want. That's one of them. I have I have that one. I know. I I that's one. You I want Ray's no. I want Ray's yellow one. I want Ahsoka's and I want Saj Ventress. <laughs> like those are the ones for me that I would love to have like a collection that's my that's my collection of lightsabers that i would want yeah for sure but yeah i again great season i loved it what to wrap it all up and your thoughts on the series overall the the season let's just not the series the season overall how did you feel kind of now looking back from where we started to where we got did it all work for you were there highs lows kind of give me what you thought um, I, my plan today was to watch the whole season, was to binge the season and see how I felt about it. But, um, right now I have no problems with it whatsoever. I have none of those, um, no plot problems that people had or, um, our heroes took a back seat. I had none of those problems. I even felt that the Dr. Pershing, Alia Kane story had its purpose of oh, explaining to yeah. us yeah. what the New Republic was like. I have no problem whatsoever with this season at all. I enjoyed it. I would actually say this is my favorite season, and I'm I'm dead serious. Um, so because I've throughout this season, I've been going back and watching other episodes from one and two just to kind of like get a reminder of some things or to see like, huh, did they mention that in two? Or was that kind of like, was that thread, was that seed trapped in, in season one? And I, I don't know. I really prefer this season, but I am going to watch it as a whole and see how it runs for me. 
I like it. I, yeah, I think overall this season, I, I enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's up there. I It's hard to tell because not that I never didn't like Mando season one, season two. But this just felt different, like you're kind of saying, right? It just felt different, felt more bigger scope and not just the smaller scope of their story, which I still loved. I loved, you know, the the journey we've been on. But this just one felt different because I, it may be just because I'm a huge Mandalorian culture. Like that's that was that's my jam. Like I think you and I both enjoy that side of Star Wars. And for them to really kind of deep dive into it, I enjoyed it. You know? Yeah, that's something me and you have been asking for for so long. We're like, give it to me. Like, tell me all the Mandalorian things I want to know. Not not Din things. I want to know about the Mandalorians. How do we get back to what we were? What were they? What happened in this moment? So, And I feel like a lot of that got paid off in this season. And that's why I believe you and I enjoyed it so much is because these questions that we were asking all through seasons one and two were starting to get answered and we were starting, like you said, see the bigger picture. Yeah, because a lot of, again, and you, like you said, I think a lot of seeds were planted, right? We know we saw those clone tubes in like season two. That's when the Snoke theories came out, which was, again, fun speculation but for them to tie it tie it to Gideon makes perfect sense within this storytelling but yeah I season three is up there it had some some of my probably favorite Star Wars moments right I mean we just talked about like in this in this episode alone the Mandalorian's you know air battle it was insane like it was so good I could watch that on repeat 100 percent. you know it, it just i mean real quick one of my favorite was when Koska does a slide off like the um landing platform turns around knee uses her knee but come on dude like where else are you gonna see that like, so good it's so good so good so yeah i'm excited to see where this goes though now right because din and grogu are kind of living that quote-unquote peaceful life for now right but now we know there's going to be adventures because we know in this time frame, the remnants are out there, right? We know the Shadow Council is out there still. We know Thrawn's out there. We know he's a big looming, looming figure that we will see uh, come August, and I cannot wait. I'm very excited to see what they do within this time frame, right? This Mando, quote-unquote, Mandoverse that I think we all have just started calling it. But I feel like it's more of a, and I feel like Filoni's, maybe they're calling it more of a New Republic remnants of the Empire kind of, like, era, which I'm cool with too, right? I mean, it kind of fits everything. But I'm excited to see where we go. I, I really am. I'm really excited to see what season four will bring. Will Gideon return? I feel like he will. I think you feel feel the Me. same. Either way, I mean, yeah. if if he does, I won't be surprised and I won't be angered by it either. How do you feel that there were no Ahsoka character show cameos that would lead us into the upcoming Ahsoka show? I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was on that train a lot. I Yeah, from fully, the beginning. Fully was on board, right? Yeah. 
in the way that they did the finale, I was like, no, okay, this makes way more sense. It makes more sense because I think it's important for the Mandalorians, for those two factions to come together and do it themselves without help, without the New Republic, uh, you know, without the Adelphi people, without the Ghost Crew. It made more sense for them to claim it as their own, right? Because it is their planet. As Bo said, let's go take back our planet. They did it together. And that's the more important story than me as a fan wanting the cameo, right? Wanting Ahsoka, wanting Sabine, wanting Zeb, wanting all that stuff. Could have worked, yeah, but thinking about it now, again, retrospect and, you know, you see what the final product is. It would have felt a little weird now to me, as much as I wanted it, because it would have been cool to see, right? It would have felt a little bit like, oh, well, the Mandalorians, they did get it, but like they had, they needed help. And that would just cheapened it a little bit. I don't know if that's how you feel. I mean, I know you weren't, you weren't big or you didn't sound like you didn't want those cameos, but you weren't on a big train like I was. How did you feel with all that? I was, I wasn't on the train of needing them, but I was expecting them. I thought, I guess. And I now also I was expecting like Boba Fett and Fennec and Cobb Vanth. And the reason I was expecting them was because at the end of the book of Boba Fett, where they showed Cobb Vanth in the back to tank, I expected them to be some some sort of support for when Din is in distress. Right. That's who I I think is the, the ones to come and back up Din. And we didn't get that. So I was kind of like, well, what what was the whole end credit Cobb Vance scene for? Like, are we going to have another season of Book of Boba Fett? Or do, did they just want us to have peace of mind that Cobb Vance was okay? Because I appreciate Maybe that. Maybe a little because, bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was surprised. And, I and you know, coming off the celebration and them talking about a movie that's going to tie the Mandoverse in, I expected to then see threads of ahsoka like to come into this this season at least right because we got it in season one and we got it in season two no we got it in season two only so i was book of boba fett i mean yeah and right, yeah right, ahsoka right. was even in the book of boba fett with luke so yeah i was expecting to see someone from the ahsoka show um whether it be thrawn ahsoka sabine hera I know we did get Zeb, but I was for this last episode, I was expecting to get something. And the fact that we didn't, I think was another reason my initial watch kind of fell flat. But now, like with you saying, like it wasn't necessary. These people had to work out their problem problems on their own and do it on their own. And it's more impactful that way. Like I completely agree. Yeah. It, it would have been cool. Right. I mean, of course we want that. I mean, again, Season two, Luke Skywalker shows up, right? Ahsoka showed up in season two. We see them together in Book of Boba Fett. And, like, how mind-blowing was that? But I think this season was kind of a, okay, not a, not a reboot. I don't. That's not the right word, but it was like, okay, we're resetting things, right? Because now I think Ahsoka moving forward is maybe the movie connection, whereas maybe this wasn't this was before that. Does that make sense? Like maybe they thought, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up that little storyline, right. Of Gideon and Grogu and all that. And we'll, we'll do it there. But then now I think Mando season four, 
right? Ahsoka. Those will be connecting to the movies. That's my expectations now. I, I yeah, feel like I that even, makes more sense, you know? Yeah, because I even think even in Ahsoka, like if you had to pull Amando in, he's not distracted by everything, anything, right? They're not still trying to get Moff Gideon. They're not trying to um, re- um, engage like the two different right, factions right. of Mandalore like that is over and done with and all of our heroes are available to assist <laughs> in whatever else is going on and that's kind of nice because if you like pulled out Bo into the Soka series you'd be like but she's doing this she's still fighting this person that that's not even a storyline anymore so she's free to come in and so is mando and so is everybody not saying that they will show up in the ahsoka show but if they needed to it's it makes sense it makes sense yeah and it, it, it fits that story this this story now right yeah honestly yeah i i'm excited to see season four now to be honest because how is that going to connect now to the movies because, I, I mean, obviously they have sprinkled the seeds, right, within these first three seasons. They have planted that. But now I feel like with Ahsoka moving forward, with and then with her show, with Mando season four, and if we get anything else in between, Skeleton Crew is supposed to be in this timeline. Again, I don't know if they really said that it's supposed to connect. But, again, within this timeline, I want to see how, it all, how it's all going to play out. But I think, again... I trust the 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 creatives and how they want to tell the story. So I just feel it's going to be good. They're going to tell it the what way they want to, and it's going to be awesome, honestly. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. But yeah, season four can't get here soon enough for me. I'm excited to see what, what adventures Din, uh, Din Djarin and Din Grogu go on now. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And do we get time jumps? You know, are we going to see Grogu a little older, maybe speaking? You know, so it's just going to be a lot of fun to to witness for sure. And any final thoughts on the season overall that you want to bring up? No, I liked um, R5 coming in big, taking Love care it. of the mouse droids, um, helping out Din and Grogu. That was a really good touch. I thought that was awesome. That was Star Wars humor done well. Yeah. <laughs> With the mouse droids. And yes. I, <laughs> that was good stuff. That was good stuff. Good stuff. All right, yeah, kids. I think we're we're actually pumped. We're excited uh, for the next season. We have Ahsoka coming out in, what, like three, four months now? We don't really, we know it's August. When in August? We don't know. But we know it's coming. I'm excited. And we're going to do a lot of, I think, our plan is to do a lot of stuff connected to that, a lot of conversations with characters that we might see. I know one that Andrea and I have talked about and that we, we are looking forward to is Thrawn. Thrawn. It's talking about our, our, our favorite blue boy and seeing what's going to happen with him and how Thrawn. it all connects, you know, how his how his canon books connect, how Andrea, I know you've read The Heir of the Empire, so you can give some really fun insight into that. So we're going to have a lot of, a lot of fun heading into Ahsoka. And then after that, Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, Acolyte. Visions in between all. Guys, Star Wars is alive and well, my friends. Listen, High Republic Star Wars is super alive. I'm finishing up. Well, let's see. There's one more book to come out for Phase 2. And 
Was it the wow. path? Which one is um, Path of Vengeance? Th- th- yeah, that's a Calvin, right? The that's Kevin. the last one. Yeah, Kevin's got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Yeah, hi. I'm a little behind, but I'm getting through it. So again, that's whole. And we know. I we want to do book reviews too. There's just a lot of content. Not a lot of time for us, unless we completely, you know, drop our full time jobs and do this full time, kids. Which, hey, I would love it, but Andrea and I need to pay our bills as well, so we have to we have to do what what's necessary for us for sure, you know. All right, that's it. That's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about the finale of Mando season three. I know we did. And you can follow us, the Galactic Podcast, at the Galactic Pod on Twitter and Hive. And you can follow me. Well, then you can follow all of our other episodes on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. And go give us a rate and review. We really like, uh, really enjoy it. If you did that, tweet at, tweet at us. Say, hey, I liked your conversation. Or, hey, you know, I didn't like it. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat, kids. Let us know. Tweet at us. We'll have some fun conversations uh, over there. Or, you know, again. Hit us up at Hive. All right, you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Lower Nose on Twitter and Hive. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D Two Step on Twitter. New Dave Matthews Band single dropped this week, Monsters. Ooh. I like it. I always love New Dave, New stu- Studio Dave. Mm-hmm. That's Dave Matthews update, kids. We'll yep, probably get a lot PTS, more. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get a lot more, probably, because I know there's a big. Their big uh, yearly run, right? Of their yeah, they're tour- yeah, they're going to tour during the summer. Big stuff, big stuff around here. All right, guys, that's it. That's the show. And as always, may that force be with you. Always, always. always.